You're listening to the DFS On Deck Podcast, brought to you by LineStar, the top-rated DFS tool set and number one companion for DraftKings, FanDuel, and Yahoo Daily Fantasy. Go LineStar Premium now at LineStarApp.com. Now, here are your hosts, fantasy baseball experts Joe Pizzapia and Chris Meany. Hey, yo, what's up, everybody? It's me, Joey P, Joe Pizzapia, and welcome to On Deck right here on the Line Star app. It's me, it's Chris Meany. It's Fun Friday. Oh, so much DFS. As always, we're off on Thursday, so if you missed us, thank you. That's very kind of you that you miss us and we become part of your routine. Uh, on Wednesday, we did pretty well again. Hit all those cash game lines, uh, as uh, you know, we are one to do in this one. So, uh, Chris Mean, are you ready to get at it for Friday, my friend? Yes, buddy, I am ready. There are 11 southpaws on the hill today. Usually, there's all? just one or two. Yeah, that is it. <laughs> just 11 southpaws. So, it's, it's a good slate. Friday, happy Friday to everybody. Let's, let's get some cash for the people this weekend. All right, to recap yesterday real quick, uh, Noah Syndergaard basically put the team on his shoulders, oh, uh, shaved his beard off, and said, you know what, I'm taking out this man bun and my stupid hipster beard, and I'm going to go for a complete game shutout against the Reds, and he did. And the only offense was Noah Syndergaard going yard so i mean what talk about putting a team on your shoulders and carrying them noah did just that which is great i think for his confidence and going forward to obviously for his value i think it makes everybody feel much better in that investment yeah for sure you know he is he's been pretty good this year it's just been the one or two starts right a couple walks hit hard and then the blow up inning but it was really nice to see all around effort yeah and you're right putting the team on his back going yard as well impressive performance from uh Syndergaard yesterday that's for sure and then of course we've got uh the Colorado Rocky lineup which we were all over on Wednesday too we had some nice pieces there they scored 11 runs on Thursday and they're heading in this weekend to take on Robbie Ray and the Arizona Diamondbacks so we're gonna have a whole lot of that Arenado, Dahl, Tapia all going yard in that contest so that's a positive Berrios with a win against the Astros who again it's funny as talented as the Astros are sometimes they have these these, you know, two-run games, these outputs where you just, like, you're waiting for the offense to kind of click. They had that run where Altuve was red hot, and I don't know, man. They, they still kind of a little inconsistent so far this year. Yeah, the Twins won 3 of 4. I mean, Houston got shut out in the first game of the series on Monday, and then they put up an 11 spot, and you think that they're fine. And then their very next game, they get two runs, and then they followed up with another two runs. So the Twins take 3 of 4. And yeah, I mean, a couple people have reached out to me about Houston, you know, just loosely follow baseball, and they say, I'm, I'm betting the Astros hard on the road. I, I think the big takeaway is the Twins are for real. They're legit. Oh, like, they're not, real. yeah, they're not, you know, a, a top two, three team in the American League, but. No, they're winning their division for a reason, and a lot of people are on them. You know, you and I are included. So they are legit. I'd like to see them get another pitcher maybe at the deadline or, or something, but they don't strike out a whole lot, and they make a lot of contact, so their lineup is pretty good. Yeah, uh, look, the Twins, uh, especially with all the injuries to Corey Kluber and the rest of the pitching staff of the Indians too, I mean, uh, there's real opportunity here for the Twins to really put a stamp on it in the next two months and kind of put some distance between them and some of the other teams in that division. Uh, Steven Strasburg becomes the youngest guy ever to strike out 1,500 uh, batters. Imagine if he had stayed healthy. He probably would have been the youngest of 2,000, possibly. I, I saw that notification last night. I was like, hmm, really? Yeah. And that was my first thought, too, Joe, is, is man, this guy what is – he. what if? You're right. He just hasn't been able to put together full seasons. But when he pitches, he's been pretty dominant. All right. Well, that was yesterday, and today is Friday. It's a new day. 
Yes, it is. So let's go after it. It's Jack Flaherty locking up uh, with the uh, Kyle Hendricks at 2 o'clock. If somehow you're getting involved in that one, most, most chances no. So let's move on to the next one here. Unless you're playing in that you know single game kind of thing, if you want to get involved in that because you're a Cub Cardinal rivalry fan, you want some fun there, go for it. Knock yourself out. I'm going to pass. Uh, Tyra Glass now. Uh, takes on one of the few non-lefties on the slate tonight. <laughs> it's yeah. on Dan Straley. Um, 9.6 for Glass now tonight. This is obviously a, a very favorable matchup for him against Baltimore. It is on the road. However, uh, considering that some of these guys, the Lows, the Lows, uh, <laughs> the Diaz's of these, uh, this lineup here of Tampa, and with a team that gives up so many home runs like that, it would it's certainly in play tonight in terms of if you're doing multiple lineups and, and multi-entry stuff, if you want to fade or have some pieces of Colorado, have some pieces of that um, Met game in Milwaukee, but also have possibly some pieces of the Rays against a Baltimore Oriole team in Camden Yards who gives up so many dingers. Yeah, and for Straley, I mean, he enters with a 54% fly ball rate. It's one of the highest in, in the league. Is that all? Yes. <laughs> Led to seven home runs. I mean, he gave up 20 before. You go back and look at 2016, 2017. He allowed a combined 62 homers in those years. So this is, if you're looking for homers, this is where it's going to be. I mean, he's walking three per nine. He's only striking out four per nine. So it is the obvious. Um, I'm with you, though. When we get back, when we get into the meat of this day, you know, spend up on some other big time bats, but yeah. you know, I'm looking at some fly ball hitters inside this lineup. Like Garcia is one of them. Um, Choi, if he's going to play. Well, I was going to say on Fanduel, I you know we always like on the Fanduel side to point out the guys who are under 3K that can help you build lineups. And Choi's one of those guys. He's at 2.9. Uh, then you also have Avisel Garcia, who's right at that border at 3.2, and Nate Lowe, who is at 2.4, who was called up this week. So those are three guys right there that you can possibly get involved in. And then Kiermaier at the lefty bat, too, 2.9 as well. So there's some guys there that are under 3K or around there that can help you out a little bit in terms of lineup building. Beautiful. I love it. All right, let's move on. Jeremy Hellickson and Jared Eikhoff lock up in Philadelphia. Nats traveling uh, to take on Bryce Harper and the Phillies, which still sounds a little weird to me sometimes. Bryce Harper's got to uh, – Got to get it together here. He's you think a, a little slump. bit of juice here is uh, going to be what you need because the price is falling down. Bryce Harper, actually, in my lineup in DraftKings I was working today, it was between him and J.D. Martinez and Nelson Cruz, all three of them I kind of like. I ended up with Martinez uh, just because I like the matchup there against Lopez a little bit more. But I think you could certainly make the same case for Harper at 4.6. He's going to break out eventually here. Yeah, he really is. You know, heading into Wednesday night's game, he was three for his last 28, and then he went 0 for 4. So, yeah, do the quick math, three for his last 32. So, I mean, he is he's eventually going to break out of this slump, and you're right, the prices drop down where it's a good spot, and Hellickson is another guy who gives up home runs. I have a little bit of interest. Now, there's some value on the board. You and I were talking before, and you're right, there is some value. We'll get into it. But Jared Eikhoff, I'm not completely buying into what he's doing, but he is striking some guys out. I'm just looking at this nationals lineup and well, i was just gonna ask you you're buying in enough yeah. with the second part of that national i mean look it's eden robles soto okay awesome and after that howie kendrick matt adams carter keyboom dozier and a lot of strikeouts man a lot of strikeouts opportunity there as a tournament play I, I don't hate it especially with some of the offenses that are out there i mean wilmer flores tonight is 4.4 k <laughs> on DraftKings, yeah. just to give you a point of view. Remember last week when we used him? He was like, you know, 3.1, and he went yard, and now it's like a $1,000 price. 
premium you got to pay against the lefty in Colorado. Well, yeah. uh, that didn't last very long. <laughs> no, not at all. Uh, everyone's price always seems to just jump up when they go to cores. But, you know, the, this, the Nationals are striking out 28% of the time over the last two weeks. Keep an eye on the lineup. If there's no Rendon again, if Soto doesn't find a way to get back into that lineup, I think you can get by with a little bit of value. I cough. Like I wouldn't feel strong about him being my number one on FanDuel, but he's okay. And you know, it's seven, four as a second pitcher on DK. All right. So let's move on here. We got Kyle Gibson and the twins who were continuing to roll a little bit and they go in to take on James Paxton and the Yankees. Paxton's at 10.3. Got to pay up for him tonight. Uh, Gibson is just 6.7. Uh, you know, it's here we are. We're here with that Yankee lineup yet again. And um, how how do you feel about this lineup now with Andahar you know, and you know being questionable possibly to return there? Well, obviously it's a big boost. Um, you know, I Gibson is I can't I can never figure him out to be honest with you. Like he he has solid games. He keeps the ball on the ground. Doesn't strike out a whole lot, and you know helps your ratios. And that doesn't seem great in DFS. Like even still tonight, like going up, Too going much up against this. Yeah. And it's just yeah. negative. And you know what? He right. could and he's going up against Paxton and he might be that oppo play of the night where you could go all the way down to six, seven and just load up on all these offensive. And I'm fine with that. Like, I totally understand that. If yeah. somebody wants to do a lineup like that, I can't say it's wrong because there's always contrarian appeal and the way the twins have played. I can understand it. Cause I love Nelson Cruz in this game. I, I yeah. love Cruz. And, and oh, he kills lefties. Here. Yeah, he kills lefties, and Paxton's a good one. But still, mm-hmm. Yankee Stadium, uh, like again, that's the other guy where I'm like, oh, Cruz or JD, that was, <laughs> you know. And I think you kind of do multi-entry and you, you know, have a share of each one and see how you can roll with it. But how do you feel about Paxton going up against the Twins here at that price? Yeah, I mean, I, I don't love it to be honest with you. Um, he's he's pretty expensive, and if, if I'm gonna spend up, you know, I'm I'm gonna go after Kershaw or I'm gonna take a shot on Chris Sale. Uh, that's that's just how I feel for Paxton. I, I he, he definitely has to get a lot of strikeouts. You know what? Again, this Twins lineup, they just don't strike out that much. Like 27, they rank 27th, 19.8% of the time they strike out. It's tied with the Astros for the third fewest. They do a good job of just getting on base and making contact. And, you know, their walk rate is high as well. Paxton sometimes gets in trouble with some walks. So you know, I'm just going to, I think I'm going to fade Paxton tonight. All right. Now, these next two guys uh, in these next two games here we're going to talk about are my favorite guys on the pitching slate, especially with the offense that we're going to need tonight. And the first one is Joe Musgrove at home taking on the Oakland A's. And the second is Shane Bieber at home taking on Yusei Kikuchi. And I say, no, thank you. Uh, we're here on, uh, in Cleveland. And look, Musgrove has been terrific this year. And yes. Oakland does have some guys in the middle that already got to worry about. You got to worry about Chris Davis. We all know that for sure. Chapman's a good player. But I think Musgrove here with the American League team coming into National League Ballpark, I'm all about that. You take that DH out, that's great. And with Bieber, look, Bieber's a strikeout artist, man. And I think at 8K, that is a great value. I understand the overall numbers still look pretty good for Seattle, but they have not been as hot as they were in the first two weeks of the season. And I'm, I'm very comfortable at that return on investment on 7.2 of Musgrove and 8K on Shane Bieber to get involved with these guys tonight. Uh, Joey P, man, is a smart guy. You got to listen. Yeah, I'm not to just him. a pretty face, meaning. No, no. And Mariners hitting 203 over the last two weeks. That is the Brutal. worst average in it's baseball. Worse than the Reds. That's right. It's worse <laughs> than the Reds. And you know who has the second worst average over the last two weeks? The Athletics. You're onto something here with these oh, two. Oh, I'm all over it, baby. Yeah, these Woo. teams are coming in cold, and the Mariners are striking out a ton, 26% of the time over the last two weeks. So I like both of those calls from me. I love Musgrove. Musgrove yeah, keeps the ball on the ground. He's at PNC Park. 
And look, yeah, and you, just so you know, are going to shy away from him. They're, they're going to feel like this is a risky matchup. I don't know why. I don't, I really don't. And no. I, I'll tell you what, too. I mean, on the DraftKings side, you pair those two guys. It's very easy to work oh, in. Yes. Arenado, Story, J.D. Martinez, just those three guys alone. And then basically you're averaging, you know, with a you know, punt catcher and you're basically averaging somewhere around 4K for everybody else in your lineup. That's pretty good. That that's going really to put you in a good spot, I think, tonight to be competitive in every cash game scenario. And that's a lineup that could even hit on a tournament, too. I mean, so, so please, that, that, I'm going to – look, I'm living and dying with this one. Come live and die with me. I think we're going to live. I think it's going to be fun. Uh, come with me if you want to live. <laughs> I, I'm with you, and I, and I want to live, and I'm with you. And listen, <laughs> and, and, and we keep talking about some FanDuel values, but we've said this all week, really. Francisco Lindor, top of that lineup, 3-6. Jose Ramirez, 3-5. Cargo 2-5. Carlos Santana hits lefties well. He's 3-7. Kikuchi probably not going to last long. His last outing, I mean, he only pitched one inning. It was a good inning for him. And then they took him out. So I don't even know what – I don't know, honestly, don't know. what Seattle's going with him. I don't think it matters. No, and I'll tell you what, too. Gregory Polanco still 2.7 right now. Yeah. And I know absolutely. it's a lefty, you know, a lefty, lefty matchup against Brett Anderson, but it's still yeah. Brett Anderson. Exactly. You take that value. You just I mean, take you that just take the value and you say, okay, maybe he gets two at bats against Brett Anderson. Let's see how long it lasts. Uh, now, look, there is a slight bit of weather in the uh, Pirate game. Just keep an eye on that as the day unfolds, but it doesn't seem like it's going to uh, be a problem there, at least. Kevin Gossman at 8.1. So if you don't love Bieber, if you don't love the Bieber, then you can certainly also pivot over to a guy like Gossman there in that similar range. Uh, we all know we love to beat up on Jose Urena. He's our favorite punching bag here. Hell and uh, he's going against the left-handed uh, bats of Freddie Freeman, Nick Markakis in this one. Uh, Josh Donaldson, been, you know, he's been rough, man. We were waiting for a Josh Donaldson breakout. We danced around with him a little bit. And it's funny, Austin Riley's just crushing the ball right now at AAA. I would say Ooh. keep an eye on that situation. I know they're paying Donaldson a ton of money. But this is a team that wants to win. Absolutely. And just keep an eye. Like, if, if Austin Riley should get a call up and Donaldson gets a little bit of a break or they work in some kind of rotation there, that's another one of these guys you jump on when the salary is not ready for, him, for the possible ability. Yeah, it's a great call and a good tip for people in keeper leagues, dynasty leagues, bigger redraft leagues for sure. Russia, you know, like they five hundred at triple right now. Oh, Something man. ridiculous right now. Amazing, and yeah, you're right. The, the Braves want to win right now, so I, I don't think they'll be hard headed and you know keep Donaldson at third, and also like they probably want to keep him fresh, you know, going into September and in October. So I, I think definitely they'll they'll rest him if he continues to struggle and even even so i'd probably rest him yeah this is the cash everything here about this is cash for me yeah. like like gossman his first start of the year he went into miami only gave up two hits struck out seven you're gonna have to spend for all these guys i i like alana you know we give some bets at the end i like alana the team applied total i got last night was four that might jump up to four and a half flirt with five but if you can get it right now at four i, I think they should be able to get four runs on your arena tonight yeah, I, I agree. It is very cash, it's very chalky and all that stuff, and that's that's yeah. fine too. But it doesn't make it wrong. Another guy in this 8K range is Sonny Gray at 8.2, who, look, you know, we've, we've been, I, I hate to say willingly, but unwillingly we've given in, and I think we're all in agreement that Sonny Gray is all right. Like, yeah. you know, it's yeah. like, I've, you know, the yeah. problem is the Reds aren't all right. You got to, you got Yasuo Puig breaking bats over his leg uh, for in frustration. Now, Joey Votto's been hitting the ball hard. And this is, again, what you get out of watching stuff, and you don't always see these things in the box scores, and this is why you got to watch a lot of highlights or watch one of you know, the live looks on MLB Network or whatnot. But Joey Votto is hitting the ball hard everywhere. So I think that's only a matter of time. And bringing in a, a, a righty like Tyler Beattie 
<laughs> I think is exactly what Joey Votto could use right now. And I'll tell you what, I think Puig could use it too. Puig's hitting much better in Cincinnati this year than on the road. Uh, Jesse Winker too, starting to heat up a little bit. That Winker thing too. Look, I'm a Mets fan and I loved it. I love that Winker caught that last out and got up and was waving to the fans who obviously were probably yelling obscenities at him for the entire 100%. game. 100%. And yeah. I'm not fine with that. Like, that's fun for me. Like, that's, a, <laughs> that's good. That's what you want. Everybody got their entertainment value. So if a Met fan, you didn't get the win, at least you got to yell at Jesse Winker and get it, you know, the give him back and take. And he was yelling, he's waving to the other side. He's waving everywhere and blowing kisses. I was, people had a problem with that. I don't have a problem with it. It's hilarious. Yeah, I thought it was great too. And you're right about that. I mean, the Mets fans were definitely giving it to him. And, yeah. you know, at the very end with, with the wave, the game ending catch, and, you know, it's, if you're hey, going to be able you got to be able to <laughs> Yeah, you got to be able to take it if you're going to dish it. I mean, it happens all the time in the Rogers Center. I know guys were chirping Brett Gardner one year. They are they're talking about his girlfriend and his wife. I was like, how do you guys even know his name? And then he made a diving catch in the corner. I was like, yes. Good, good for you, Gardner. Like that—that's great. Like it kind of like shuts the crowd up a little bit. It's—it's it's all in good fun. So yeah, I'm with you there. And for Tyler Beatty, I mean, he's this would be his third career MLB start. And last year he had 7.2 innings. He gave up seven runs, walked eight. So I mean, this could be an opportunity for the Reds. I love the Reds in the money line. I actually think this game will be under because I think Sunny Gray will do enough against. I do too. The I, I, I think the. I think the. Yeah, was it the seven? Is that what it is? I, I think it might even be eight and a half. It was eight and a half. It is eight and a half last night. I think that's going to drop down to eight. Yeah. This is you take that. Oh, this has got to go under that. Yeah, I love it's that. Got to go under that with the way Gray's pitched and the way that both these offenses have toiled and for sure. <laughs> I know it's because it's in Cincinnati, but I don't. I, I don't feel care. confident I mean, enough that the Giants are going to get to three or four. You look, know maybe I mean? they'll explode, but I mean the smart money is to go after that and yeah. go with the under for sure on that game. I don't. I don't get that at all. I'll tell you what. To even. You know, Tucker Barnhart is the 3.3 catcher there. Uh, I think he can even get involved in that a little bit. Yeah, too. hitting on that five spot hole. for sure. Yeah, hitting the five hole, you're always looking for value, a catcher, and, you know, especially on a night like tonight. And, look, there's a lot of these mid-range pitchers like Gossman, like Gray, like Bieber, all in this AK range where I don't see the need to go up to the Kershaw and sale level. We'll get to them in a bit here. I just don't get it tonight. It's To me, this is all about offense tonight. It's all about value pitching and it's all about multi-entry lineups and trying different things and I'm not a big multi-entry guy personally but if you are this is the night for you because there's a lot you can get involved with and I think you could have multiple lineups that cash and hit pay line agreed a lot of good value on the board tonight all right here's a game with no value for me Kansas City versus Detroit I want nothing to do with this Matthew Boyd is too expensive here as much as I like him 9.3 is just too much especially considering that offense does not Make me feel warm and fuzzy supporting him. He could pitch well and get nothing out of it. So right. I'm a hard pass on this game. Anything for you in this one? Just the under again. Uh, it's eight and a half. <laughs> no, it's it's the same thing. I know, it's crazy because I don't I don't think the Royals are going to do a whole lot against Boyd, and I know the Tigers are not going to do a whole lot. Go home, really Vegas. Either. You're drunk. Yeah, I mean eight and a half. Those are the two I looked at last night, and I was right away. I just I I already made the bets. I got them in before the totals dropped, and I, I could see them both drop into eight solid. All right. So our boy, Mike Miner, we've last weekend, if you listen to the show, if you listen to the weekend edition of On Deck, and if you missed it, make sure you're subscribing to the show. That way you never miss it because it's out every Saturday morning. We take you through the whole weekend of games so that you can at your leisure set lineups and go attack everything smartly uh, with whatever the latest update news is. And of course, on the Line Star app, you can go in there and optimize lineups and listen to the show and be very efficient there on the weekends. But Mike Miner was our guy last weekend. And Mike Miner was a monster. Last weekend, was it 13 strikeouts, 14? I don't know. It was like yeah. a, 
It's like a thousand strikeouts. Uh, anyway, he's now nine thousand dollars against the Blue Jays, who are traveling in. And I know everyone's waiting for Vlad Guerrero Jr. to to pop and all this stuff. And yeah, you know, so far it hasn't quite happened. I mean, he's really pressing. He's really free swinging like his daddy right now. Yeah, he is. You know, he's got, uh, you know, like he's got three hits so far. You know, and look, it's it's he's young. He's yeah. Young. This is what fun. I kept saying. I, I thought he should get a couple hundred, you know, a hundred so at bats at Triple A. They they thought at fifty, <laughs> like whatever. Yeah. Okay, you know, <laughs> okay, that's fine. You know, it's no one can wait for anything anymore. But no. look, it's it's good for the organization. At least people are excited about it. But then, of course. It's amazing how negative people are after a couple games. It's crazy. But uh, the real question is Mike Miner at 9K in tonight's slate, I don't love. I, no. I don't love it. I think it's good. I think it's tough because I think offensively you're going to really have to get, I don't want to say lucky, but you're going to have to find some guys that really work out. I mean, it's just, I don't know, man. Not, not with Colorado and Milwaukee both in play. It's just hard to imagine those games aren't going to yield big-time run totals. Yeah, otherwise we would like them. But, you know, there's so many value pitchers that we like, and there's a lot of stacks that, you know, we both think we should spend up for. Miner's going to be fine, I think, in this game. Like, the Jays lineup has been – it hasn't been it's good. It's a good return, I mean, but for $1,000 less, I can get Bieber, and I feel like I'm in the same exact point range. Exactly, yeah. You, you save yourself some cash here. He's going to be fine. He's going to rack up a few strikeouts against this free-swinging Jays team. But I, I think you can save, save your money. If you're playing tons and tons of lineups and you want to go with four or five different pitchers, then you can go that way for sure like i'm not gonna hate you for it but there's there's some better value on the board this i i agree with you all right now let's get into it you got brandon woodruff and steven matz locking up i know matz was decent last time out but i don't trust steven matz at all and neither should you uh so that means ryan braun is definitely in play a 4.1 uh maybe even the streaking jesus aguilar i mean may i don't know maybe i'm drunk i don't know but <laughs> i i think you early. i think you kind of have to play him if i like not in cash but like in a couple tournaments like I just think, sprinkle I a little point eight Look, first base is that one spot tonight where I'm taking some shots. Votto is 4K. I like his value there with the way he's hitting the ball. Uh, I think Jesus Aguilar at 3.8 is in play, too. Uh, the first base position in general tonight is a little jacked up on the DraftKings side. So I think those are that's where the value is, where you could go up for the stories and the Arenados and, and the other guys at the other positions. And, and I think those are better return on investments if you're going to spend up than first bases tonight. Yeah, for sure. I mean, Aguilar, two of his home runs have been against lefties last year. He had nine homers, 282 average against lefties. Like he, it's not like he can't hit them. So, it, you know, it's a decent spot. And if Yelich gets into that lineup, it's going to make me like Lorenzo Cain a little bit more too, getting on base, maybe a potential to score some runs. I mean, he's a career 303 hitter against lefties. Um, I mean, perfect so, example, Chris. Pete Alonso is 5.3 tonight at first base. Wow, 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 wow. And I love Pete Alonso. And look, I, he's uh, – by the way, it still says Peter over here. Somebody get on this because I still see on this, on this site here, it says Peter Alonzo. He is Pete Alonzo. No R stop being so formal. He's low key. He's casual. He's Pete. That's right. And, anyway, but he's 5.3 and coming off rookie of the month. That's great and all, but I just can't get there. 5.3. That's, that's asking a lot. I think that is asking a, a lot. I was looking today at just, you know, you know which guys, you know, just destroy lefties and, you know, he's been one of them. So maybe we just, maybe we just keep an eye on that. You know, when he faces a lefty, would you rather, I mean, you have to make this decision. There. So would you rather be paying 5.3 for Pete Alonso or would you rather be going up for Arenado tonight? In- I would. Ra- oh yeah. Yeah. I would rather go up for Arenado against that's Robbie how Ray. I feel too. And I'm, yeah. I'm not saying we're right. I'm just saying that's my preference. Yeah, I um, that's definitely my preference too. And for Arnado, heating up, what he home home runs in two straight, I believe now. And you yeah. just 
he just destroys lefties and it's a big enough sample size now where that's all he does like when a lefty is on the hill he just has so much success and on top of which too looking at this you've also got robinson cano at 4.1 who is made that lineup that i was discussing earlier with you that top one and then wilson ramos at 3.7 also very much in play I think tonight against Woodruff, who I like. I, I don't dislike Woodruff as a pitcher. He's still young, figuring it out. But Braun, Aguilar, Cano, Ramos, those are the guys. Those are the duos, at least tonight in those games. Chris Sale, 9.9, taking on Reynaldo Lopez. Now, I do like the – I know Lopez was decent last time out, but I'm sorry, I'm not buying it, and I'm going to no. go for the Red Sox here. You get a huge discount on J.D. Martinez. I don't remember last time J.D. Martinez was 4-4. I don't know. Maybe when he was with the Tigers. Like, I can't, I can't remember. And like, it just, he probably wasn't then either. I don't even – I don't get it. All I know is it's – you're crazy not to have it. <laughs> like, it's just nuts. It's just – you got to get in there. I'm sorry. It's yeah. Just, you know. it, he just has so much power in his – and you know what he, he does? He just crushes right-handed pitching. Yeah, like he, he crushes just right-handed pitching. Them. He's in a favorable ballpark. I mean, it's just, I mean, come on. It's, it's JD Martinez. You take advantage of that salary. You take advantage of the OBP. You take advantage of all of it. Uh, the rest of it, you know, you got to pay for. And if you like the Red Sox as an alternative stack tonight and you want to pay up for the pitchers, you want to go sale, let's say, if you're really good, you go sale. JD, Bogarts, even Devers has played a little better. He's uh, uh, yeah, yeah. in there too. You can go with any combination of those guys and sale. And I think that's a perfectly safe cash game lineup tonight even with everything going on, because I think where it's priced right now is very, very favorable. Yeah, and you wonder, I wonder just the feel overall with the Red Sox. I mean, you saw last night they blew a lead in the bottom of the ninth, gave up a three-run shot, another loss, and, you know, to a team where they shouldn't be losing. So I, I just wonder if people are just shying away from Boston altogether. I don't understand the J.D. Martinez price. I mean, almost 40 home runs last year against right-handed pitching, a 434 Woba, hit 329. Like, he just te- tears the cover off the ball. And I'm with you. I don't believe um, in that start from Lopez. It was nice. He has some strikeout upside. We've seen it over the course of his career, but he's walking five per. And if you just look at some of his other numbers, like a fly ball rate at 57% in Chicago tonight, Gina Martinez, Mookie Betts, Ben Attendee, Devers, even Bogarts, who's leading the team in fly ball rate. Like these guys are all in really good and, spots. And the Lion Star app says on DraftKings sale is your best return on investment cash game pitcher of the night. So yeah, you got to pay. He's a little cheaper than the Clayton Kershaw. And, and you, I mean, he's more expensive than Mike Miner, but, you know, I, I think you could feel safe about it. But I think what you saw at a sale in the last outing, you see everything, I think, trending in the right direction. And I think that's good. Uh, also, too, speaking of the White Sox, Carlos Rodon, who's had a very good year now on the elbow DL, yeah. I mean, IL, excuse me. I mean, that's, that's red that flag. Matter. Yeah, I mean, it's a bummer, man. I mean, it's a guy who just can't catch a break. You know? Yeah, it really is unfortunate because he, he has a lot of skill and the upside's there. And, we're, you know, we, we were seeing it over the last year and a half. Like, last year was a pretty decent, you know, towards the end of the year. It was pretty good for him. So, yeah, unfortunate. Yeah. All right, here we go. This is what we've all been waiting for. Robbie Ray, the lefty, taking on Tyler Anderson, the lefty. Two lefties in Colorado. Oh, I'm excited for this one. Now, look, Christian Walker's 5.5. Uh, Kettle Marte is 5.4. There's just no, there is no sanctuary here. Okay, David Peralta's 5.3. Um, this is what I talked about, the first base options. Right? Christian Walker's 5.5. Even Wilmer Flores is 4.4. So, like, you know. Get no discount. Well, that's why I'm saying. I think you can go with the Vados and the Aguilars tonight, and I think you're in that same range anyway. I don't think you're giving up too much at first base for that. Now, I could be wrong, but I'm going to go on the other side. I'm going to go with the Colorado Rocky guys, and I'm going to go with Arenado and Story tonight. It's not that hard to get them in the lineup. It really just isn't. 
Uh, so give me all of those two. How about you? What's your breakaway on this? Are you on the other side? Are you taking the oppo with the Diamondbacks? Or are you going to go all in on both of them and figure it out? Yeah, no, I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna go in on the on the Rockies. I just you know I don't you know I'm not a big fan of Robbie Ray. He struggles the walks and um, you know both of these guys. Yeah, I mean it's a good spot for both teams. Now Love Flores is only three. K on Fanduel. I just want to point that out. Still a massive discount on him. So that's a that's a pretty good spot. Yeah, and and the one cheap guy in Fanduel is is Desmond over on the other side, and you got to feel like he's going to have a couple RBI opportunities for well so if, as well tonight. So if you're playing on the Fanduel side, those guys stick out. But yeah, I mean it's it's Arenado, it's Story. Um, you know, even Marte, I look at that price. It's, it's very expensive, but this is a guy who's had success against lefties too. I mean, eight home, nine homers last year against lefties so far this season, him and Escobar have been really strong against left. There's going to be a lot of runs, Joe, in this lineup and this game. Yeah. Oh, yeah. over. I'm, I'm all with you. I'm all with you on that one. All right. Yeah. Lastly, Clayton Kershaw at 11.3. Whoo. I taking on Eric Lauer and the San Diego Padres. I mean, look, I mean, historically, this is a really good matchup here. You're going to pay through the nose for Kershaw. Uh, he's the trap of the night tonight, and it's not because Kershaw is not good enough. It's because it's just price-wise, I don't think it's going to allow me to get enough offense to compete, and I just I don't see it personally. Yeah, it's – And I don't think he's going for any complete game shutouts anytime soon. Like, that's not something that the Dodgers are in the business of with Clayton Kershaw this year. Yeah, there's no need uh, no need to stretch him out uh, and tax him this early on, you know, since he's just returned to I.L. What is this, his third start, fourth yeah. start? So, so he's 11-3 yeah, on FanDuel, and what's his uh, what's his price on the DraftKings side, too? Yeah, he's 10-1 on, on DK. You know, it, it's, it's a good spot. He's Yeah, he's going to be fine. I agree with you, though. Like, I'm not spending up tonight. So um, Sale or Kershaw? on DraftKings because they're right neck and neck. It's it's Kershaw for me because okay. of this lineup. Um, you I know, agree. With the Padres, where it is, the Padres right now, I mean, they enter tonight, you know, hitting 204 against lefties. That's the mm-hmm. third lowest in the league. They're striking out a ton already in general um, and even more so against lefties. So he is in, in a good spot. I feel good about the Dodgers at least winning this game. Uh, you know, they're, they have some bats who can hit lefties as well. We, we've been talking about Turner. All, all week, Turner against a lefty. Hernandez up at the top at 4-3 against a lefty. Um, he's the 5-11 Woba to start the year, right? That's the second highest mm-hmm. in baseball. So there, a couple guys in there line up good spots. So I think the Dodgers could at least get get you the win, and you could feel good about taking them on the road, minus 154 favorites. Yeah, I agree. I think on the DraftKings side, it's more favorable. Uh, when you go over to FanDuel, I think it gets a little bit trickier there with the pricing of Kershaw personally. It's just... It get, you know that, and that's the thing, and that's why you 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 know you can you can have a general plan, but it's got to be, you know, the the four hundred dollar difference between Sale and Kershaw. I think I'll take Sale on the Fanduel side. I think I'll take Kershaw on the DraftKings side. Yeah, that's sense. the way I'll play it. And I'll take that four hundred bucks because I think I need it tonight with these ballparks yeah. that are in play. Uh, looking for cheap guys too. Uh, not a whole lot in this one. I mean, you could look at Chris Taylor at two point three as a potential lineup builder. Uh, he's had some moments for sure. Uh, Kiki Hernandez at 3.6, another guy at the top of that lineup too, maybe. And Justin Turner at 3.2, who is a guy we've been on a bit. And uh, I think that's another one of those guys tonight you can get involved with. But uh, look, recapping the things that we like. We love Musgrove, Bieber. There's some other guys in there like Sonny Gray uh, and Kevin Gossman. Very safe, I think, tonight in terms of getting involved with. We talked about saving at first base a little bit. Going down to some of those uh, 4K and under guys on DraftKings options at first base, but paying up for guys like Story and Arenado, that's where we're at tonight. Also, you're getting a huge discount on J.D. Martinez and a bunch of other Red Sox, so take advantage of that as well. 
Uh, Chris, anything else from the betting lines? We've already talked a bunch about it. Anything else that pops to you before we head out on this one? Uh, no, just quickly to recap. Yeah, like Cincy at home in the under. Uh, Going to be some runs in Colorado. Like the under in Detroit. Love the Dodgers on the road. Jays or the Texas Rangers at home. And then Atlanta on the road as well. All right, so it's time to call our shot. And for me, I'm going with Trevor Story in Colorado. Fish in a barrel, baby. Let's do it. Trevor Story is my called shot. Who's going yard for you tonight? I'm going to try to make it three in a row, and I'm not going out on a limb here, I know, guys. Matt, you are it's on pretty obvious. Now. Chris Meany is en fuego with this. This is pretty obvious, so don't let don't let us down, JD. Don't let us down. <laughs> Here's my other one. So this, I, I know it's, it's hard. Like, if you want a long shot, and it's quote-unquote long shot, you, I mean, you go to the Tampa game, and you look at a guy like Avisel Garcia and, and Choi, some of the guys we talked about off it, the top of the show. But JD it, is – it is, really that is your contrarian play of the day is, is, is saying, all right, I'm not going to go with the Colorado stuff. I'm going to go and I'm going to save a bunch of money with the, you know, the, the, um, the, the Rays against Baltimore. Do yeah. that and then load up on pitching. That's fine. It's not how I'm going tonight. I understand the contrarian. It's a smart contrarian play. It's an easy one. But I always worry about the Rays. Just, I don't know, man. It's something about that offense, too. Maybe I just, maybe I need to learn to trust him, but I'm just not there yet. <laughs> no, I don't. I know, you know, I think you're right in, in being it's hesitant. early May. I'm just not there. <laughs> yeah, I, I think, you know what, Joe? You're definitely right in being hesitant about them, especially in cash. I mean, they had a disappointing series, I thought, against KC. You know, where they only got two runs there yesterday. The other night, they, they exploded for eight. But um, the night before that, they were pretty quiet as well so um not all in on cash but you know tournament tournament options you can take shots on all right so that'll do it for us make sure you download the line star app and you're using that and all the tools there along with all the stuff that we're giving you here on the podcast and follow us on the twitter machine at line star app at line star mlb and at joe pisa ps17 and chris meany so we'll be back tomorrow with the weekend edition don't forget that because uh we're not forgetting it and we'll be here for you because that's what we do so there's only one thing left to do, Chris, and that is step out of the on-deck circle and into the batter's box and go yard. We'll see you next time, kids. You've been listening to the DFS On Deck Podcast, brought to you by LineStar. Hit subscribe, tell a friend, and stay tuned for the next episode from fantasy baseball experts Joe Pizzapia and Chris Meaney.